I want to continue to share on in the series and the theme, the church, because I, I believe there's so much that we need to unpack. There's so, there's so much that God has given to us as believers that if we don't really explore it, then we can remain somewhat at the same place. I would not like to say stagnant, but we would at least uh, stay in the same place. God has great things for you. And it does not matter what's going on in the world. It doesn't matter what's going on in the earth. But what you're, uh, you're to do is to focus on Jesus and who he is and what he has done for you. And that way you will experience his greatness regardless of the difficulties of the times. I wanted to uh, share some things actually from Daniel. But uh, it's called, my subject is called Faith, Flesh, Fear, and Images. I know that's... Uh, Maybe a strange topic for you, but faith, flesh, fear, and images. And this really comes from Daniel. And what I am attempting to do tonight is to share with you how the enemy uh, comes against us, how he fights against us. Now, I am not in any way afraid of the enemy. Uh, I am not afraid of the enemy. I, I remember a number of years ago, if you, if you believe that God talks to his people, a number of years ago, I was somewhere about here, but the, the church was facing in that direction, uh, or the, the, the stage was here, and I was somewhere close to where I am, and I was preaching. I got very, very excited, and I said, uh, I am not afraid of the devil, and I shouted that out, and I, I remember very vividly because a few days later, I was at home, and I heard uh, one of the ugliest sounds I had ever heard, a gargled sound, and, and I heard it audibly, and it, it shocked me, and I said, God, what was that? And he said in such a calm voice to my heart, he didn't speak audibly, but he said to, a, to my heart, that was the enemy. And I said, what did he say? He, he said, I'm going to get you. And he said it so calmly, you know, but he hasn't gotten me yet. Yes, he hasn't gotten me yet. And so, so you, you don't have to fear. Faith triumphs over the flesh, over fear, and any images that the enemy wants you to uh, worship or to bow down to. Uh, what I would like to, for, to do also is to have us to think on what Jesus has said to us and what Jesus has done and uh, look at the words of Luke chapter 16, verse 15, uh, a verse that we have quoted often in this series. And it says, for what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. What is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. So what that does, it gives us our bearing. We need to know that we remain faithful at all times, full of faith, because God has given us faith. We have no obligation to support worldly agendas beyond what God has written in his word. We have no obligation at all. You have no obligation to support worldly agendas. Now, the scripture says, Ephesians 3.21, we often quote that one as well. And I think you could quote it for me. To him, that is God, be glory in the church by Christ Jesus or in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. And so we know that God will have a witness forever. When we are gone, it, it, should Jesus tarry, uh, we will, God will have a witness. There will be somebody, our offspring will continue to worship God like we are the offspring of worshipers of God. Amen. I want to turn to 
Uh, before I go to Daniel, I would like to go to Acts chapter 4, verses 1, uh, and we'll see where we go from there. I want to just give you a, a quick synopsis of that. I won't go into it, but I want to show you how the enemy attacks. I, I thought to go to Daniel first, but I want to give you a New Testament context, and then we will go to the Old Testament and, prefer, and hopefully back to the New. In Acts chapter 4, uh, starting in verse 1, the scripture reads, Now as they spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees, uh, Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed. Now the, that is, the, the Sadducees were the, the leaders, they were the priests and the rulers of the Sanhedrin. They were the leading uh, sect in the Sanhedrin. Um, and uh, they were comprised of Sadducees and Pharisees, but the high priests were Sadducees. And they were a church that was now... Um, backslidden, let me say, or, or the people of God. They were not the church, but they were God's people who were now backslidden. They had become so uh, enamored with Rome that they allowed Rome to slowly take away their faith. And so let's look at this. So being greatly disturbed, what? That they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. Uh, these are fear tactics uh, employed to counteract faith. But genuine faith is unstoppable. One cannot counteract genuine faith. So God allows these things to happen. And I, so, I know sometimes we question why did this happen? But God allows uh, these things to happen to test or try your faith. Sometimes we say, well, I'm being tried, yes, but it is your faith that is on trial. Your faith is tested because when your, when your faith is being tested, it doesn't matter how much fire it, can, it comes against you, it cannot destroy true faith. So God wants us to know that. So these turbulent times cannot destroy true faith. I've heard, had someone to come to my office, some uh, who uh, are not these people or person, is not a member of the fellowship, but uh, they came to, them, to my office weeping, weeping and saying, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I said, we're going to believe in Jesus. We're going to trust Jesus. That's what we're going to do. We're not going to, to bring human uh, solutions to a spiritual problem. We're not going to do that. And so we, we are, well, I think uh, the, the word of God, it, it deserves a better hand than that. Acts chapter 4, verse 7 says, And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Now notice the scripture says that Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. So that means that, that he continues to, to exercise his faith in the Lord. He continues to pray uh, and pray in the Spirit. He is filled uh, with the Holy Spirit. He said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, and, and take note, these are the people who uh, crucified or hung Jesus on the cross and murdered him, killed him. He says, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, 
By him, this man stands before you whole. They had, Peter and John had healed the lame man at the gate, beautiful. He had uh, said, uh, give, give alms, give alms. And they said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And those are the same words that we should speak now during this pandemic and the unrest that is in our nation. Bring Jesus as the solution. I said, I said to the, the, the young man who came to my office, I said to him, this is God speaking. This is a revealing time for all of us. Not just some, all of us, every, every one of us. This is a revealing time, a time when God is showing us who we really are. And you cannot, don't, don't try to cook the books. This is showing you who you really are. And so uh, when things go against you, don't say, well, no, no, there's something wrong. I know I'm right. No, this is showing us who we are. Uh, there's, a, as it were, a line drawn in the sand, and those who are on the Lord's side will be kingdom in all things. Those who are on the Lord's side will not take sides. That's the truth of it. Yeah, that is the truth of it. So we've got to understand that. So Peter said, let it be known to you and all of the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone. Now listen how Peter's preaching. He's preaching to those who have killed Jesus. But now he's filled with the Holy Spirit and he is un unafraid of the opposition. Do not be afraid of the opposition. Do not be afraid of what the enemy has planned against you because his plans will come to nothing. Amen. Amen. So he says, this is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. And notice Peter is not finished because he's filled with the Holy Spirit and he is speaking by the unction of the Holy Spirit. He is not speaking something that he has planned for years. He, he is not uh, using some trite sayings, uh, some worn out sayings, some stuff that you've had in your little bag for 50 years. No. He is filled with the Holy Spirit, and he has a rhema word for the Sanhedrin. And you need a rhema word today. You need a rhema word today. You need a word from God. Is there a word from God here? That's what we have to do. We have to, we have to do that. We have to follow God. Now, this is what he says. Nor is there salvation in any, uh, any other, for there is no other name under heaven. Now, Peter is being very, very powerful here. He is exclusively saying this is Jesus Christ is God's only means of salvation. He is saying that Jesus Christ is God's source of blessings for you. He is saying that Jesus Christ is the solution to this stuff. He is the answer to this stuff that's going on. That's what Peter was saying in real time, and I'm saying that now. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And in this we see that the, the Sanhedrin was trying to um, intimidate Peter and John, but faith triumphs over fear. Faith triumphs over fear. And in, in verse 15, in verses 15 through 17, he says, but when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves saying, what shall we do to these men? Now listen, listen, listen how far hypocrisy goes. For indeed that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. So they, they knew that God was working, but they still opposed God. May I say to us that there are some in the church who know that God is working, but they have their own agenda. 
I, I told you several times that I used to say to people, I don't have an agenda. And the Holy Spirit corrected me and said, you have an agenda. It's just not a personal one. And so get rid of your personal agendas. In times like these, we need believers to step forward with the word of God, with a word from God. So they, they recognized that it was from God. He said, but they recognized that these men were from God and the miracle came from God. But they said, but so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them that from now on they speak to no man in this name. Threats. Threats. And there are threats now that are coming against the people of God. I, I, I trust that you recognize them. And if you don't recognize them, don't try to find them on Facebook. Don't try to find them on social media. Yes, through the rumor mill. Don't do that. You know, there was a time when, uh, when I was younger that a lot of people started rumors. I mean, they were, but it took them a, quite a while to, to get around. Now they're instantaneous. And there are all kinds of conspiracy theories out there. And the amazing, the, the mind-boggling thing is that people who have the truth are being led astray by conspiracy theories. And then they have the, the gall to say, I don't know what to believe. What? I, I think I'm going to stay here because it got really quiet. I don't know what you're doing. I, I told one somebody today, I said, I've never, I'm hardly ever on that Facebook thing, you know, but so I might have, might have hit you, but I didn't know I was hitting you, okay? So it doesn't hurt as badly if, if, I, if, you didn't, if I didn't know it was you. Okay, but don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's, let's don't get into that kind of squabble. Now, I'm, I'm glad I don't stay on that Facebook and know all those things that are going on so I can preach the truth and look at you with a straight face, all right? Now let's look at, let's look at this, this same uh, uh, attitude that you see, uh, that you just saw briefly in the New Testament, uh, approximately, let's say about 2,000 years ago, roughly. And then about 600 uh, plus years before that, we see that same spirit. I said to someone who, had come, who came to me and they were concerned about the things that are going on in the world. They were saying things like, oh, these looters, oh, they're destroying America. Oh, these protesters are destroying America. And I said, hey, man, I said, look, I said, that is bad. Nobody should want looters and, and, and people who are burning things. We don't want that. No, I said, but that is this, the same spirit in the looters is the same spirit in the murderers. I said, it's, it's all orchestrated by the devil. So the devil can get some, someone to murder a man in broad daylight while he, they know he's be, they're being filmed that, and precipitated something over here. And so if we can see the evil that's here, why can't we see the evil that's there? We are the people of God, the church of the living God. We've got to be different. Don't you know that we're going to judge the world? Don't you know that we're going to judge angels? Don't you know we're going to judge angels? Hallelujah, somebody. This, this evil has been... Ever, Satan is the, is the architect of evil. And he doesn't care where he, where he does his evil. He'll, he'll do his evil in the police department, in the school board, in the pulpit. He'll do his evil wherever. Even in the pew. Come on, don't leave out the pew. 
But let's look at this craziness. It's crazy. But Jesus is revealing. He is revealing who we are. And when I go to bed, I go to bed in fear and trembling. I understand what the Bible means more clearly uh, when it talks about fear and trembling now. I, I dare not say anything on my own accord. Because at night, I will not be able to sleep. It's true. The Lord will talk to me all night. And I'll be squirming and squirming and praying. And, and I used to try to get out of it by quickly saying, okay, I, I won't do it anymore. And now the Lord won't let that happen. Yeah. And, and I'm praying that when you make these conscious decisions, I love you. I love you enough to tell you the truth. When you make conscious decisions to follow flesh instead of the faith you have in Jesus Christ, uh, rather than following the spirit of the living God, I'm praying that you too will have a restless night. Yeah, because we are the pillar and ground of the truth. It is not time for nice little words. It's time to preach the gospel and say what thus saith the Lord. I ask the question, is there a word from the Lord? I ask a question, is there a word from the Lord? Is there a word from the Lord? It's not what you have thought for 20 years. It's what God is doing right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, baby. <laughs> Bring that boy to church every Sunday, every Wednesday. And in, in, in Daniel 3.1, listen, listen to the evil. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits, and it's with six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together the satraps, like the viceroys, and the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Verse 3 says, so the satraps, uh, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces gathered together for the dedication of the image that that king Nebuchadnezzar had set up and they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up now notice how Nebuchadnezzar this tyrant was orchestrating this evil actually he was being manipulated by the devil and he is now orchestrating evil throughout his whole province throughout no his whole kingdom he was orchestrating evil so all the evil that's in the world comes from the devil it does not come originally from people all right it doesn't come from this race or that race that nation, this nation, it does not. It comes from the devil through whomever will let him work. Hallelujah, somebody. I'm back in college with that old preacher. Amen. And so Nebuchadnezzar is doing this. Now notice what he says. Then a herald cried aloud. So he had some help. He had people helping him and aiding him. And I, I want to just say very plainly, let us not be puppets in the hands of those who would not do God's will. Let us not be puppets. I'm speaking to the church of Jesus Christ, not just those of us who are here, but everybody who's watching me on YouTube, everybody's watching on Facebook, everybody's watching on Instagram, whatever platform you're watching on. I'm saying, let us not do that. Let us not have an agenda that God didn't give us. 
The church needs to rise and shine. Jesus died for a glorious church, not a religious church, but a glorious church without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish. But she is holy. Yes, and she is H-O-L-Y, she's W-H-O-L-Y, she is holy God's, and she is holy. Now, now this herald, because there are always those who are co-opted. I, I talked about co being co-opted for quite a while here, off and on, and there are so many people who are co-opted and don't seem to know they're co-opted because they are, they, they are taking positions that are contrary to the truth of God. All right, they're taking positions. Now you say, well, Pastor, why don't you just call them out? Well, God's calling them out. Yeah, and when he tells me to, I will. Oh, yeah, I'm not, uh, no, I will. I pray, I pray every day, and I'm, I'm boy, I'm always praying. I'm saying, God, I don't want to say a word that you, you didn't give me to say. And uh, so, so let's, let's, uh, let's be uh, aware that God is going to call us out if we continue down the wrong road. Amen. Verse 4 says, then a herald cried out, to, cried aloud, to you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, um, psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Now, have we fallen down before this head of gold? Have we, the church, fallen down? Are we making uh, the choice to worship gold or money or economy rather than the Lord? Are, are we worshiping something other than the Lord Jesus? Verse 7 says, So at that time when all the people heard the sound of the horn, flute, harp, and lyre, in symphony with all kinds of music, all the people, nations, and languages fell down and worshiped the gold image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Everyone else is doing it. I might as well do it too. God doesn't want me to suffer. Everyone is doing it. Why don't I do it? I, uh, well, I just believe that God gave me a word. And God doesn't want this stuff that others are doing. God wants what I'm doing. Verse 8 says, Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews, or they accused the people who were circumcised of heart. The Bible says that, that those who are born after the flesh always persecutes those who are born after the Spirit. Always. It's been from the beginning. The enemy is always after. It started with Cain and Abel. Cain went after Abel because he was righteous. Uh, Abel was righteous and he was not. Yes. It's usually those who are going after, if you find it, the biblical text, are the ones who are of the flesh. But then we're talking about faith here. We're talking about fear. We're talking about flesh and images. What image are you bowing to? Are you bowing to some image or an image of what you ought to be, even as an American, or if you're here, a Filipino or a Ghanaian or a Togolese or a Croatian, whatever you, whoever's watching, are you bowing down to that image? Is that your image, your status? I mean, this thing is real. This thing is real. We, we prophesied these things. I didn't go, yea, I say unto thee, old children. I didn't do that. But, but, but I didn't do it. I mean, it sounds pretty nice, you know. 
but, but I didn't do that. But I remember saying things about where we were coming, where we were going, where, where God would have the church, and how uh, the church, this is our finest hour, by the way. Now, right now, we're, we're looking pretty bad. I'm just straight up. I mean, the, the visible church is looking pretty bad. We're looking pretty bad because there are, there are little kids out, out, out saying right now that injustice, the injustice has to stop. Little white kids, young white kids who are secular, middle-aged whites who, who are, many sec, are secular, saying, this is wrong, while the church is singing hymns. I, I'm just talking. I'm not beating up on you. I'm not beating up on you. Well, I'm not beating up on those three who said it. Okay, okay. What I'm saying is, take note of these things. Take note of these things. These things are real things. I mean, God's doing something. God's doing something. We prophesied that these were going to happen. And I was thinking we had a little time, but right, bang, the, the, you know how when the, the guys get in the race and they get down, uh, or the horses get in the gate, and sometimes, don't you love those thoroughbreds? When they're in the gate, they're, they're just waiting, to, to, and they just can't wait there. Pow! And they let them go, and they're running. You know, I thought God was going to let us prance around the track a little bit and get ready. And then he was going to do these things in, in this decade. But right out of the bat, right out of the bat, we prophesied uh, a, a couple of days and maybe a day before, a day before. And suddenly these things were happening. That's, that's wow. If that doesn't get your attention, what gets your attention? Come on. I, I, I'm, t I'm saying this because I love you. I absolutely love you. And, and um, anyway, there's a lot more I want to say, so let me hurry up. He says, but a, uh, he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision, that's what Romans 2.29 says, Romans 2.29. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not from men, but from God. And so what, what Paul is talking about here is that, is that you and I need to be circumcised of heart. And we find that those who are circumcised of heart always make the right decision. And you make the decision to go with God, not to go with anything or anybody else. All right? So I want you to be prepared. All right? Be prepared. I mean, God's not going to just walk over you because you're cute. Okay? He's not going to do that. Uh, let's look at verse 9. It says, They spoke and said to the king, to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone, and they're buttering him up. That's what we call buttering him up. So these guys, these Chaldeans, they went up to the king. Oh, king, you know, you're the best. You're wonderful. And, and you've got to be careful because when people curry, God's people curry favor with leaders, uh, with the kings and so forth, that's when they had trouble. And that's what's happening here. But these, these are the Chaldeans who are doing that. And they said, you've made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, the psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever does not fall down and worship him shall be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. 
They do not serve your gods nor worship the gold image which you have set up. They, they do not worship, worship those images. I notice that in, in, in America and around the world, we're setting up images. Like uh, uh, the, this is how you must conduct yourself if you are a good citizen. This is how you uh, must conduct yourself if you want uh, uh, me to deal with what is going on wrong in the country. I don't want to name the countries yet because I'm going to try to get back into some of them and preach the gospel again. But they're, they're, I, I can tell you there are countries where believers have been complicit, complicit with the bad governance and the, and the bad government. And so I'm saying to us, let us not do that, but let us be people of God. Let us come out from among them and be separate. Let us come out from among them and be separate. That is the word of God. That's not a request. That's a command. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. I'm standing up here and now I can, I can understand how John the Baptist lost his head. So this is how John lost his head. But he was filled with the Holy Ghost. And he says, Herod, it's unlawful for you to have your brother's wife. And she said, I'm going to take his head. And well, you, know, when, you know what happened? You know, one day the little girl, her little girl was dancing. Herod got so excited, he was wicked. He said, I'll give you half of my kingdom. And you, we know what that implies. I'm, I'll give you half my kingdom, whatever you want. She said, Mama, what should I ask for? She said, ask for John's head. And that's what happened. John lost his head preaching the gospel, preaching good news, preaching righteousness. Okay, now where am I in my excitement? Okay, uh, 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 thank you. Okay. <laughs> Verse 13. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. He was mad. You, you oppose me? I'm king. You oppose me? My word is law. Whatever I say. I see that spirit all over the world now. It's getting worse all over the world now. It's getting worse all over the world now. Don't think America is an exception. We're primed for it. We're primed for it. L listen, listen, listen what he, they go on to say. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, he knew that they, they, th those young men were not serving his God. They, he, that, that was established so long ago. He says, Now, if you're ready, at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, lyre, and psalter, in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. If you do what I say, good. You know, disobey your God. I'm, I'm your God. I'm standing before you. I, I can do this. I, I can, I'm the one who is, who is in control here. And you want to live, you better do it. You know, because i got a fiery furnace over there. And now, now you, you do what I say. But, but now let's see if they did it. Let's see if they caved in like so many modern Christians are doing. Let's see if they caved in. He said, but if you do not worship, if you don't do what I say, you don't follow me, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God? That's the refrain of the age. Who is the God who will deliver you from my hand? That spirit is right now. 
if you, if, you, if you have not discerned it, you need to talk with me. I mean, I'll talk with you. I'm not going to condemn you. I had a man came in my office today, and uh, I mean, in, in, in another world, we never would have met. I mean, this, I mean, this guy, he's, he, um, he's not, he's, he says he's a believer, and he came, he just, he knows me, and, and, uh, but he was really confused. He was confused. He was crying, and he was saying, they're destroying America. They're destroying America. They're destroying America. What am I going to do? I don't, I'm hopeless, you know, they're destroying. I said, well, I said, this is a time to make a determination whether or not your ladder is against the wrong wall. It, this is a time for you to reset. I, I think you need faith in Jesus. The Bible tells us when we see all these things coming to pass, we need to look up and, and you know, lift, lift up your head because your redemption is drawing near. So when you see these things happening, you should know, wait a minute, is there anything I need to repent for? I remember in the days of Idi Amin in Uganda, and we talked, oh, that wicked man. Yeah, but he, he wasn't any more wicked now we see than, than a lot of wickedness around the world, and even here, and even here, okay? So, so let, me, let me preach, I'm preaching. And so, and so when Idi Amin was in power, uh, one of our brothers from, from Uganda said, they stopped saying, how are you doing? And they greeted each other with, have you repented today? Because any day could be their last. We are fast approaching. Because if you have lawlessness uh, that's pervading the land in every sphere, wherever you go, there's lawlessness. Then except the church, that's a problem. Are we good? Yes. Okay, good. So, Th those young men said, these were young men, they said, the God we serve is able to deliver. And that's what they, they told him. See, he is greater than the king. He is greater than the fiery furnace. Do we not say that uh, who our God is or what he can do? do? Do we not say that because we are afraid of bad publicity? Or are we afraid that maybe our congregants uh, won't stick with us? Or do we confess what God says and who God is regardless of the consequences we may face? I too have been challenged with that. Spent my life preaching Christ Jesus and saying when Jesus said to me a few days back that you must speak what I give you. And he allowed me to come within a hairbreadth of choking to death in my office. While I had an appointment. Why, God, did you do this? Why did you allow this? Why? So that you would know how it feels to choke to death. Now, I have an assignment for you. I don't want to do it. I've spent all my life doing such, doing preaching Christ. I don't want to. This is what you will do. Well, let me take some notes. I'm not, I don't want you to take notes. I want you to say whatever I give you. I think we've come to a great place in our salvation history. I think this is a great place. It's, some, it's somewhat of a fearful place, but it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Okay, let me say, say a couple of other things. Let me, let me say a couple of other things, then I'm going to uh, release you. Okay, I'm going to go. Okay, verse, let's look at verse 16. 
It says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. We have no need. If that is the case, if you're going to do that, our God whom we serve, and this should be all of our testimony, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. So what these young men are saying, the one way or the other, God is going to deliver us. He's going to deliver us from death, or he's going to de deliver us through death. But one way or the other, we will not be in your hands. I love this stuff. I love this. I love this. I love this. These are my last scriptures, so I want the team to come. But if not, this is not a statement of doubt. This is not a statement of doubt. But if not, but if not, if we don't live to see our right up in charisma. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods. Is that your testimony? Yes. Nor will we worship the gold. Nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. So Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying, after all of this happened, you know the story, those young men were thrown into the fiery furnace, and you and I are, I think, being set up to be thrown into the fiery furnace Amen. if we don't bow down and do whatever this world system wants us to do. There are some Christians who are already doing it. You need to come out of it. You need to come out. You already have signed up. I've been talking to pastors lately. A lot of pastors have been calling me lately. I'm not going to give you any, any information, but they've been calling because they're saying, wait a minute, we need some help here. We think you can help us. And so we have some great conversations because they recognize that this is not like any other time. And so we, we want God to do something, and I want God to do something with you. You may be thrown in the fiery furnace, but you're going to be delivered. We need the world to have this, this reply, this response. Nebuchadnezzar, after he saw, he looked into the fiery furnace and had thrown three men. Those who threw them in were killed because the heat was so great. He said, did we not throw in three? I see four. He, he, he's stately, looks like the son of God. I say to all of us, the Son of God is with you in your affliction. He's with you in your pain. Do not fear what man can do to you. Do not fear these times. Because evil comes from the hand of Satan himself. And when he said, looked out, he said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's words. They have frustrated my words and yielded their bodies, yielded their bodies, that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. I'm, I'm, I'm imploring you today to be fixed in your faith. Do not let fear, don't let the flesh don't let anything frighten you. Don't let images impress you. Don't serve any God but our God. Our God 
Yahweh, our God, Yeshua, Jesus Christ. And this worldly king, wicked king said this, therefore I make a decree that any people, nation or language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego shall be cut into pieces in their houses, shall be made an ash heap because there is no other God who can deliver like this. I tell you, hallelujah, praise the Lord God Almighty. Praise the Lord God Almighty. I am very happy that Nebuchadnezzar came to that decision. He came to that conclusion. But I be, I will not let an, an ungodly person, I will not let these secular kids, I will not let secular adults, I will not let unbelievers recognize my God more than I. I will not do it. I put my life on the line. I put my career on the line. Everything on the line for my God. You must do the same. You must do the same. You must do the same. I want you to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. I want you to Believe now that God has caused him to sit at his own right hand, raised him from the dead with awesome power, raised him to the highest place above angels, above principalities, above powers. Your God, your head, Jesus is our head and he is seated in heavenly places. His body is on the earth, taking instructions from the head. Let us listen to our head. And wherever the head goes, the body shall go. The body follows. That's what God wants from us. Let's give Jesus everything. Hallelujah.